Well, it's been a few weeks since we've heard that popular theme music of the Steam Room podcast. Uh, this is episode number 12, and uh, I'm Ernie Johnson along with Charles Barkley. Chuck, it's uh, it's been a while, man. It's good to see your face again. I, Ernie, it's great to see your face. I, we text each other, but it's great to see your face, man. Hey, uh, I just, man, I, I miss my Turner family so much. I told you, I even miss old fat-ass TK and Fiorello. Well, he'll be on the show. Uh, TK will be before uh, before it's all over in this uh, in this twelfth uh, episode. But uh, uh, everything okay with you and and going through this new rhythm of of life, you know, of you know, staying in place and stuff. Yeah, you know, Ernie, I told I, I feel really good about where I'm at. Family okay? Everybody's good, brother. Everybody's safe uh, and sound. Thank you for asking. Uh, I just wish everybody out there the best. I hope everybody's safe. Practicing social distance. That's a new word, social distance, which is more importantly. But I guess for my first of all tonight, man, I just want to give my blessings and thank you to all the first responders, all the nurses and all the doctors out there. You know, you read these horrific stories where doctors and nurses are dying and you just feel like normally, unless you're a cop, or a fireman, two professions I really admire, you don't normally take your life in your hands when you go to work. But normally, when you go to the doctor, you just they're there to help you and make you feel better. But now with this pandemic, uh, I just, man, I, you just feel that, uh, so I just want to get to the first responders and like I say, all the doctors and nurses that work in these hospitals and these 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 uh, temporary things on ships in the auditoriums, which is crazy, man. Just thoughts and prayers to all the people out there in the medical field. Yeah, and I think that um, yeah, it 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 does your heart good when you see some examples from around the country on a nightly basis, whether it's people blaring stuff from their windows, <clears throat> you know, or gathering with their vehicles and their lights on and flashing them, and you know, we we can't do enough. And I just and I hope. You know, because we are going to see our way through this at some point. But that feeling of of gratitude for those people and what they do has 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 got to be a has got to be a constant. Can't be something that way hey, for these months. You know that we'll recognize them. That's got to be something that uh, that we all take to heart. The amount of great, amazing people we have in this country—they don't ever get enough love and respect and credit because, unfortunately, we live in this Twitter. It's a nation where everybody wants to find negativity, uh, get click points on the internet. And so we kind of get beat in the head with negativity a lot. But man, just watching TV every day and learning some stuff about the internet myself, man, there's some amazing stuff going on out here. Is it possible, Chuck, that because of this and, and the way we've all kind of been forced into a new way of doing business with Zoom, et cetera. I mean, might you gravitate now toward more of a constant presence uh, on social media? Yeah, Ernie, I think that I was talking to Mark Cuban the other day. He said, um, we were talking, he said, man, you got to get involved in social media. And I'm like, I've never done social media before. Sorry, somebody's called me from the front gate, but they can wait. Uh, so I so when I was doing I, I started a fundraiser in Alabama the Alabama Hospitality Fund, and they're like, well, we need you to get the word out. 
I said, I don't do social media. So I want to give a big shout out to my teammate, Shaquille O'Neal, who has millions and millions of followers. And he got the word out about my fundraiser because, you know, this thing is going to be bad for people who work in the field. I'm telling you, I'm not here, idiot. Quit calling. <laughs> uh, so Sha- Shaquille was amazing to me. Uh, he was amazing. So it takes Mark Cuban to maybe get you on social. And I, because I've been telling you the same thing, that things that matter to you, you can spread that word. You don't have to respond to everybody who wants to know what you had for lunch. But if you've got something that's near and dear to your heart and you've got, and you have social media and access to so many people, you can get that word out. There's no, there is no rule that says you have to read everything. Everybody tweets at you. You may use that for it for a greater good and i would encourage you to do that i think i'm gonna have to do something social media wise and uh i so i had to download a fake instagram account to do my first podcast for the alabama hospitality fund yeah and then you and you guys uh had to walk me through getting this thing called zoom right i had never, I had never heard of zoom until today and I appreciate you guys teaching me how to use it. I'm really enjoying it. But I don't, I don't want to talk to losers. I want to talk to you. I want you to, I want you to do something here. And this is, this is totally off the cuff. But Michael Kaplan, who's our producer of the Steam Room. Uh, Cap, why don't you put yourself up here? Chuck, Twitter or Instagram? What's going to be first? Twitter or Instagram? I got to get some more information on it. Ernie can tell me which one to be more beneficial to get my point across. Do them both. If you just spend 10 minutes with them talking about social media, talking about, you know, how to how to get on there and have a following, you will have you will have a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience. He ain't got nothing else to do right now. So he should be teaching me how to use the Internet. Uh, I'll talk to you guys if I ever see y'all again about Instagram or Twitter. But I do realize this. I've got to be more, um, I got to be more tech savvy. Yeah. It's it's not a passing fad. It's it's here to stay, Chuck. Cap, I'm glad you got some FaceTime. Chuck, it's great to see you. And when we come back on the steam room, Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny Smith, the band is back together. Yes. I ain't seen they face in a long time. And we welcome you back to the steam room. Um, After uh, a short hiatus, this is episode number 12, Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley, and we are joined by two very special guests here, Chuckster. Hold on a second, Ernie. Oh my gosh. First of all, Ernie, it took you 12 episodes to get your partners on. Hold on. I, I was just picking up our ratings. Y'all just ruined our ratings. <laughs> Kenny the Jet Smith and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> uh, we're all back together. It took quarantine to bring us together. In, that's a shame. That is a shame. But, you know. if, if it hadn't dawned on y'all that we don't like working with y'all, we only do it because y'all pay us. This is the perfect clue. <laughs> the last time we were all together was the night Charles was in his hotel and joined us via the phone because he had been uh, tested. Um, Chuckster, tell me this. was 
it seemed to take a long time for us, for you to get the results of that. How frustrating was that, man? It was crazy, man. Uh, it took 10 days. You know, and I was actually talking to Doris Burke. It took her like 10 days, too. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to give the hospital the doctors a hard time, man. I'm just going to give them a shout out because this is the craziest thing we've ever been through in our life. And I want to just give my best to all the people out there on the front line because this is amazing, man, what they're doing. They're risking their lives, number one. But they're working these crazy hours because this pandemic is just and I just want to thank all the first responders, all the nurses, all the doctors and say thank you. I'm not even going to complain uh, about anything about my medical situation when I but I'm glad I was negative. What symptoms did you actually have? Because you never said that like to us. Like what did you have that go, man? I think I could possibly have. You said you just felt bad. I don't know. I didn't know what that meant. You, you know what it was, Kenny? I had been on the road for like four days. I was in Alabama for the weekend promoting my vodka. So I had like three days of parties. Then I flew to New York. <laughs> so you Wait. had us waiting because you were drinking vodka. Uh, <laughs> promoting. He was promoting vodka. Because he's been drinking vodka for three days. So you had a hangover. That's why you couldn't come to work. No, 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 because I that was in Alabama for the weekend. Then I flew to New York to do Colbert. I think by the time I got to Atlanta, I was just exhausted. And I didn't want to take any chances uh, to be, say, hey, I was looking out for you guys. No, Shaq. Yeah. We had Shaq over yeah. here worried about you. You just telling <laughs> us that you had three days of vodka. And you, you didn't understand why you didn't feel well. Well, I had three days of vodka, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I did not drink when I got to New York. So I went to New York to do Colbert. Chuck, it's called uh, EHO, Extensive Hangover. <laughs> no, 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 you know what? I'm just glad. I'm just glad it was negative. And listen, anybody no. out there struggling with this coronavirus, COVID-19, man, just thoughts and prayers, man, because, you know, you see how many people who have passed away. Yeah. You see how many people who who, who got this, man. This is, I, it's the craziest thing I've ever been through in my life. I mean, I think any of us. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, what's a what's a typical day been like now with uh, with these new circumstances? First, you, and then Shaq. Well, I, I you know, I, I've been keeping up with Shaq on social media and calling and texting and Facetime, and we, we're in a similar boat. Cause we, I have five kids from a lot of different age range. So I have a seven year old to a 25 year old. So we're in the house and we're exploring different things. I have, I have that interest that I didn't know they had. So we, from creating videos, to dance parties, to reading books, to watching TV shows, I'm watching from cartoons to the super most educational political thing. So my day is honestly, not boring you know i have you know the blessed you know we've been blessed to play in the league and have you know amenities around the house so i'm not i'm, I'm nowhere complaining about what's going on i'm just happy that everyone's safe i do have a lot of friends because it's new york that have tested positive you know that I, you know heard throughout the grapevine or i knew and i've had several people that i was acquainting with and knew that actually passed away uh from it so new york has really hit um, you know, and that's where my concern is more than anything else. But for me and my family, everybody's, it's been fine. Shaq? Well, uh, 
I finally feel like Sergeant Philip Harrison already. It's the first time because you know I you know so Kenny, I have like I, I think I have like 12 people over here. I have uh my chef and his family. Uh I got I got I got my boys and I got a couple other boys that I'm uh, raising. So we wake up about 10 o'clock. They gotta go do they gotta go outside and do their calisthenics. I'm retired, I'm not doing no working out. So they gotta do push-ups, they gotta do pull-ups, we eat breakfast. We talk, then we go on a little bike ride. Inside um, the community I live in is about four miles, so we could just go do a circle. And then we come back, and I give them a timeout. Just do whatever you got to do. Then we have dinner about five o'clock, and you know that's where I'm telling the boys stories, life stories, especially Sharif because he's going to LSU, and you know I'm telling him that, uh, hey, right now we're right now, son, we're zero and two. You got to do this. You got to do extra. Uh, Shakir's going to be a senior. I uh, said, so, hey, you know, you're getting a few looks, but you got to do this, you got to do that. Then I give them another timeout. Then about 9 o'clock, we binge watch. So the other day, we saw Tiger King, which I happened to be in. You guys are in hey, it too, by the way. We're all, I know I was going to say, we're <laughs> all in it too, very briefly. Yeah, because of me. Wait, hey, way to take the whole team down, Jack. <laughs> it's guilt by association. Yeah, so so we're um so we watched Tiger King, and then uh, right now we're on uh, Blacklist season six, Raymond Reddington. Jack, and, that's uh, my schedule. What you just yes. said, the workout. Yeah, it's, it. the same, it's the same because KJ North Carolina, Malloy, tw- it's the exact. You know, every I told you everything that this dude just said. That's my schedule. It's the same exact. And then, you know, before I send the kids to bed, I said, okay, guys, you know, because I'm trying to teach them a different format of using social media. Like I always tell people, my format is 60% to make you laugh. I'm going to do something silly for all of us. 30% to inspire you. And then 10% to, you know, sell you what I'm selling. So I said, guys, I don't (laughs) mind you doing the TikToks and all that stuff. But right now, people are losing their jobs. People are not happy. Let's do something to just make them laugh. And we did the uh, a kitchen DJ thing, and I got a couple million. We did the uh, a dance concert challenge where we challenged you and your family, Kenny. I got a couple million. So I'm trying to teach them that <laughs> that uh, you know, it, 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 you know, because you know they always say, "Dad, you're silly." I say, "No, son, I'm silly with a purpose. I'm not silly just to be silly. If I can inspire somebody to just laugh for a few seconds, because remember, a lot of people are going through a lot of a lot of people lost their jobs. So. You know, I want to be the one, you know, as well with you guys to make people laugh. You don't know how many times people say, hey, man, your show, sometimes, man, I just, I'm, you know, I'm having a bad day, this and that and so forth. But when I watch you guys, Ernie, Kenny, Chuck, you guys, man, you guys have the best show ever. So I'm just trying to, you know, make people laugh. For me, man, it's been a, a great reboot on my life. Uh, I really have taken this time. So... You know, the first thing I said to me, if I sit down by myself, I said, Chuck, this is going to be really dangerous for you. So I said, you guys know I like to drink. So the first thing I, the first thing I said was, I'm not going, I'm only going to drink on, on the weekend. And I, I only drink on Friday and Saturday. Uh, I haven't had a drink during a day of the week in probably, it's been like six weeks now. And I'm really proud to, to, to do that because I, I love to drink. But I said, I'm only going to drink on Friday and Saturday. Well, Friday is a day of a week. So really. Yeah. Friday's the weekend, fool. No, Saturday and <laughs> Sunday. No. no, 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 no. Uh, no. I'm just, I just, the, hey, the books, the books that I had, Shaq, 
Ernie growing up yeah. said yeah, Saturday, right. Sunday was the weekend. Uh, can, hey, can I finish my point? Just yeah. I feel like oh, I'm God. on the show and you always hate. We don't go back to one, two, three. We go back to one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> one, two. One, two, three, not one, two, back to one. <laughs> so, the, hey, Kenny, you'll be proud of this. The second thing I said was, I'm not going to drink any Diet Cokes. Stop it, Chuck. I, I, I'm not mad at Coca-Cola. I'm just mad that you drink it for breakfast. Kenny, you know I drink I drink between 10 and 20 Diet Cokes every day a of day. my life for the last yes. a day. So what are you down I mean, to? I think uh, I haven't had any, Ernie. What are, the, what are you replacing it with? Just water. Oh, yes, indeed. Wow. You got to flush them organs out, brother. Uh, okay, Clark Kellogg. Hey, hey, you, that's what hey, that, that's just Clark Kellogg is. Miss Clark and Greg Gumba, those guys. But yeah, exactly. you know, also the thing I decided to do, Kenny. I bought a bike. I've been going bike riding every single day. This is a totally new Charles Barkley here. One of the best decisions I made. I got me one of these big old bikes with these big old fat tires. And first of all, it gets you out the house, man. It's, it's, I, I would love to see you like ride a bike. <laughs> Well, you're not allowed in my neighborhood. No, it, it, uh, first of all, you can't bring all them badass kids over here. Hey, listen, see, you always call them bad when they ain't around, and you want to be like, "Oh, Uncle Charles is here when they when they're around." But <laughs> Jack, the <laughs> image of him riding a bike on a little seat, riding through Atlanta—that's a sight. First of all, it, it, it's a big seat anyway, and it's in Phoenix, right? So it's yes, flat sir. out there. Yeah. Well, Ernie, you know, between drinking and Diet Cokes and not working out, this could have been like crazy. I could be big as Shaq when I came back. Yeah, yeah. But I really am trying to use this time. Cut out the red meat. If you cut out some of the red meat, oh, you're going to feel like a million bucks, Chuck. Kenny, I'd rather rather die than go without red meat. (laughs) I know you're a a vegetarian. Chuck's (laughs) never going to be a vegetarian, brother. I'm with you on that, Chuck. You know what? This is an important time for every single person in the world because if you got any bad habits and you ain't got nothing to do, you know how bad habits are, Shaq. If you ain't got nothing to do, you're just going to exacerbate those bad habits. So I said to myself, hey, I make no bones about it. I love to drink. But I know that I cannot be at the house and drink it every single day. You know what I always notice, too, about you, Truck? It's not that you love to drink. I think you love social engagement. And in social engagement, there was drinking. So if there was, if there was ways that you can socially engage with people without drinking, you wouldn't drink. But you love that engagement. You are like, you're like the Pied Piper of people. I've never, like, you walk down in a hotel, there's, like, 30 people following you and coming. So if you just take what you're doing in solitary and figure out a way to engage people, it will keep, it will carry over. Yeah, and and listen, I, I feel good about it, too. Shaq, I do have a question for you. Yes. Shaq, do you, so do you still have those tigers, man? I want people to understand when I say I own tigers, I always go to these zoos and I make donations and then they'll say, okay, these are your tigers, but the tigers never come into my possession. See what I'm saying? So I go to, so I always go to private zoos all over America and I give them five, 10, 15,000. They'll say, Shaq, these are your tigers. You know, we'll send you, you know, paperwork every month, pictures or whatever, but these are your tigers. But I've never had tigers 
in my house in my possession. So, you know, I, I think... Well, well, how much time did you spend with Exotic Joe? That's what America really wants to know. <laughs> the time... Uh, Remember when? Uh, remember, remember when we was a lot of firing going on right there. Listen, man, in OKC. <laughs> OKC. So remember when uh, OKC was playing San Antonio? Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys were flying, but I was driving. So on the way there, on the highway, I saw a sign that said Tiger. So I went. That was the first time I went. I went. You know, gave um, said hi. Went. You know, gave him some money at. Uh, Give me a couple white tigers. That's when I came back on the show and said, All right, yesterday on my day off, I went to the GW Zoo. Uh-huh. Shout out to Exotic Joe. Yeah. Uh, he has a cat refugee place, beautiful tigers, a lot of cats. I got two more tigers on it. So, you bought two Exotic more tigers? Joe, yes, Exotic Joe. I sponsored oh, wow. two okay, more tigers. Great. A white tiger named Prince and a, a regular bingo uh, a, a tiger Who named the hell Chucky Jack Hanna? No, I'm <laughs> got wild animals at their house. <laughs> hey, that's what I do. So, on, so you, know, Joe, you, you know you got too much money when you buy tigers. At the GW And then I think we went to Oklahoma City one more time. So only only saw Joe once. The second time I went, they was like, hey man, you don't think you should come back? A lot of stuff was going on. And I never went back. Well, that was a seven-game series, and we drove back and forth. So technically you must have went there at least three or four times, depending on who was no. at home. Only went once, Chuck. Wait, you what just said you went twice. No, but I no, but 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 you just stated Detective Barkley during the seven game series. That's the only time I went, and then another time we went back. I, I don't know why we went back, but well, yeah, no that's more. what America want to know why you went back. Because we were in Oklahoma. No, we went back two years later because that was the series that I that I won the three point shooting contest over Charles at the exactly. peak over there at OKC. Listen to my attorney, Ernie Johnson, at law. <laughs> Only went twice, America. <laughs> do you have an affinity for exotic animals? Like, obviously you do. Like, no, do you, what, what what, was, and which ones do you like? What happened was, I was on Mike Tyson's podcast the other day, and I told a story. When I was a youngster, Mike saw me in Vegas say, come to the house. I get to the house. Mike comes answer the door. <clears throat> a little white tiger runs down the steps. I'm terrified. I, I go to back out the door. Mike's like, no, 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 worry about it. Mike is playing with a white tiger. And I'm like, wow. And he said, uh, so I asked him, I said, we get this tiger from? He said, uh, you know, Siegfried and Roy live around the corner. You want to go to the show? I go to the show. Siegfried and Roy, all white tigers. I'm like, man. So now every zoo I go to, they must have white tigers for me to go. Because those things are beautiful, bro. I'm telling you. They are beautiful. <laughs> man. So you went, you went from Siegfried and Roy to Exotic Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking, man. I want America wants to know. Did you watch that documentary? Yes, I did. The one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. I would have to agree with you. I, I didn't know any of that stuff was going on because I remember the second time I went back, the other guy was like, "Hey, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. You might not want to come back." I said, yeah, "And you ain't got to, and and you ain't got to tell me nothing else." Hey, you know what's amazing? How about old girl who got her arm bit off and came back to work in five days? I know. That was crazy, right? Listen, if I get, hey, listen, if I get her to TNT, I'm taking at least two or three months off. But, but, but Chuck, I, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. When I got there, his hair was done. He had on eyeliner. And he, was, he was real. <laughs> he was like one of those. He was like one of those, like, you know, performing artists at a circus. That's what he was. Right. Oh, that's why he looks on television. And, that's why he looks in the show. And, and listen, he had a lot of beautiful animals there, brother. He had tigers, chimpanzees, 
snakes, little kitten puppies, wolves. I actually had a great day because, you know, it ain't nothing to do in uh, Oklahoma City. So I, I actually stayed there like, you know, a couple hours and just sat with animals and just chilled. Hey, you just sit there a couple hours with Exotic Joe? No, with the kittens. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, Shaq and hey, Shaq and Kenny. Um, so, how do you? What are you thinking, basketball wise? What are you thinking right now? I mean, I talked to Adam Silver the other day, and you know, has not there hasn't been a whole lot that's changed in the month since play was suspended in terms of knowing when it might resume. Uh, what are your feelings about what you're hearing about? You know tournaments or whether the regular season would finish or whether you jump into the playoffs or whether we're going to do any of that stuff. Kenny, what do you think? I think, well, you know, in terms of like who's going to win and all that, all bets are off. Like continuity is broken. It's too long a period to not be with your teammates and continue how you were playing and say, we're going to continue to play that great or continue to play that poorly. Like continuity is broken. You can reset. It's a reset time. Just like Charles is resetting his whole physical thing um for me i i almost like if, if they're allowed to play if we're allowed to play basketball again i'll be like let's do it like the ncaa man one like elimination tournament like one game put everybody in it one to 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 the knicks and go all the way up one game and out one elimination and just have the most unique ending to the uh, season in the most unique year because I don't think anyone could say, like the Lakers say, well, we were playing this great, and then all of a sudden during this time in this quarantine, this happened. So we're not they're not the same team. They they would have such a debate. But if you just say, you know what, this is unique, NCAA tournament, put everybody in the field, and we're going down the list, one game, one game elimination. I love to see that. That was that was actually quite entertaining, Kenny. Uh, it's a lot of speculation of what will go on. Uh, we go to the playoffs immediately. We play with no fans. I would like Adam Silver to just come out and give a, a statement of, of, you know, three different options. Okay, if we start by this date, option one. If we start by this date, option two. If we don't start by this date, we're going to cancel the season. So I have to agree with Kenny. Uh, the teams are not going to be the same. The game is not going to be the same. And I know we've, 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 lost a lot and you know I'm, I'm watching the news I'm watching CNN and I'm watching Fox it's like looking at two different worlds so some people say it's going to go on to April 30th I heard somebody else say it's going to go on to May 30th I, I also heard another guy say this might go on 12 to 16 months nobody really knows but what Adam Silver has done he's done a great job and actually he was the first guy to say you know what I'm canceling everything and everybody followed him so you know, his players uh, and, you know, the fans are, are, are definitely on his mind. We want everybody to, to be safe because, you know, I admit when I first heard about it, I didn't really take it seriously. I just came out here to check on my mother and I haven't left since. I remember I remember I remember the night before the uh, before before we got canceled. Charles called me and said, bro, is this serious? And then I called Kenny. I was like, Kenny, is this serious? And then we all called Tara. Tara's like, yeah, you guys are done for the year. And that's when I really knew this was really, really serious. Because, again, as an athlete, I'm taught to just, okay, sick, whatever, virus, whatever, give me some pills, whatever. But this, like Chuck said earlier, this is something that we've, we've never really seen before. And it has been a, has been a, a, a difficult year. 
but to bring light to a shout out to all the Hall of Famers that uh, have been announced, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, wish Kobe was here so we can say congratulations to him. But this has been a been a different year. But Kenny, I actually like that uh, NCAA. Everybody gets a chance. That actually that actually be good. Imagine imagine like if a, a team like Sacramento or like the Knicks one. Everybody for years. You got a ring, but you know, yeah, a, yeah, I, it, it would just create such hype, man. It would just everybody's in. Everybody's in. Well, I, I want to give a shout out to Adam Silver, who said the smartest thing ever. He said, you, know, you got all these other commissioners trying to figure out stuff out. Adam came out and says, Hey, we'll talk May the first. Because April is clearly out the way. Even the government says the next two weeks of this virus is gonna be the worst, gonna be hopefully the peak and then some flatlining. Adam came out a week ago and says, hey, we're not going to have any discussions until May the 1st. And I think that's what all the leagues should do because I think by May the 1st, we'll have a general idea what they got this thing under somewhat control or, or uh, quote-unquote, the term they're using, the flat. It's starting the flat line. Uh, I, I don't like Kenny's idea uh, of playing like a one-and-done scenario because these guys aren't played basically 70 games. They, they, they have one bad game and you 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 got you got Milwaukee, you got uh, the Lakers, you got the Clippers, who've had great seasons. They got the three best records in the NBA. Even the Denver Nuggets are right behind them. To have them lose to the Dallas Mavericks in a one game scenario, I don't think that's fair. But what I think, like I say, we don't know anything until at least May the first. We got to make it at least somewhat legitimate. We got to make it at least somewhat legitimate. Um, or, or like, yeah, somebody might get a ring, but it won't be legitimate if we do that one-and-done scenario. Like, come on, nobody want to see the Knicks and the Sacramento Kings win the championship. Stop it, you two. I do. You know, how about this, Kenny? How, Kenny, how about this idea? How about, look, your, your top four seeds in the East and West right now, if, if you take them and kind of put them aside and let the other, let the other 22 teams – have a knockout tournament right there to see who else, you know, you know, throw another, t- throw another team in there. And then, and then maybe then you go, you know, best of three, best of five, best, you know, or best of seven. But I, yeah, I would, I would hate to see a team like Milwaukee have a, have a day where, you know, they're, they're going to start their thing and the Greek free can't play in the Knicks beat them. And suddenly Milwaukee's out, you know, I saw Virginia win 31 games in a row. And losing the first round of the playoffs to the number yep. sixteen team, it was bad for them, but it was great for basketball. So like, it won't be, but but can it won't be great for us on TV? Well, that wasn't great for them on TV either. It was great. No, it actually was. Yeah, but listen, it was because we still had the rest of the good teams for March. You still gonna have to. You still gonna have Milwaukee. They're not gonna lose. Everybody's not gonna lose. Still gonna have the Clippers and the Lakers. The one thing we can't do. I was actually talking to a couple of my friends. Everybody want to know us, dude. I don't know anything. Adam says we're not going to discuss anything that made it first. But the one thing that scares me, that scares me, if we start this tournament, that's why we got to really be careful because let's say we start some type of format and LeBron, Giannis, James, one of those get the virus in the middle of the a series. We can't have that. That's the one thing. I mean, that, that would make this whole thing so illegitimate we really got to be careful. What would make it legitimate then, Chuck? Because, I mean, we I, I, already I don't missed know the out. answer, Kenny, but I'm saying, uh, also, you know, the other scenario, asking these guys not to see their family for two months, I don't know if that's fair either. 
You know what I, mean, I they, what I said the other day, Chuck, and I and it's kind of along your lines is, I mean, if you're going to do this, if you're going to resume play, you better be you better be a hundred percent sure. Obviously, you're going to going to have to have the top medical officials all sign off on the the prospect of doing this. But again, if somebody does, and then does that team have to go into quarantine? And what if that team is it now? How, what does that do to your whole playoff thing? I just think, yeah, it has to be. You have to be absolutely a hundred percent positive that that you're out of the woods as far as this goes. And I and I just don't know if you know as much as I love the game, um, you know, if it were decided that okay, we're just we're not going to have a champion this year, then we're not going to have a champion this year. Uh, that's it would be hard to do that. But but if it's if it's at all in that gray area where we're saying we're trying this. With our fingers crossed, you can't do that. Kenny and Shaq, let me ask you guys a question. And it's a fair question. If they said, Shaq, in your heyday, Kenny, in your heyday, we're going to play with no fans. We're going to quarantine the teams. You know, because you know this, the playoffs last two months. We're going to put your, your team. First of all, then you got to worry about the hotel workers because you can't go out and eat. You're going to have to get already all your food from room service. But like I said, you can't go out to restaurants. You can't. But they're going to say, Kenny, your Rockets, Shaq, your Lakers, we're going to put you in a hotel for two months, but you can't see your families. I don't know if that's I, – I, I think that's crazy. Yeah, I think I would say the same thing, uh, Chuck, and that's why I would say, you know what? Give me seven days where it's like an AAU tournament and you're playing two, multiple games in a day, whatever it is, just like some – I'm cool with that. And if I lose, I'm good. I'll take my chances that way because I know in seven days, the only thing that really might be found out is somebody twist the ankle. But the whole virus thing kind of is out the equation a little bit, uh, a lot more. Seven days, NBA tournament to the end. You start on one day, you end, you end on – you start on Sunday, you end on Sunday, and you're done. Or, or, or should we just say let's just scrap the season this year? get uh, a couple extra months to figure things out and then just come back next year. But what if it happens next year, though? If it does the same thing and they're like, and you have, so you, eventually you have to figure it out. So that's why I'm like, yeah, it has to be a format that you can live with regardless of the virus. Well, you know what's interesting? Uh, just reading the news and talking to a couple of Major League Baseball players, they look like they're going to quarantine all the teams out here in Phoenix and start the season, which is going to be like, Crazy! We're gonna have all the teams out here playing. Apparently, starting in in mid May, are they gonna quarantine all the in, uh, in Major League Baseball teams? And well, that's just being out. that's being discussed at this point, right, Charles? I mean, that hasn't been decided. But it hasn't been decided, but that's what they're they're leaning to. And the, the players are like, "Yo, man, I'm not gonna be leaving my family for half the season. That's crazy." Yeah. But yeah. The, but but also, hey, listen, they want to get paid. You know, uh, so that's uh, so I want to give a shout out to the NBA today. Uh, I, I know, like I say, it's probably I shouldn't say it, but I want to give them a shout out. You know, they decided to pay the players today uh, their next paycheck. I know they had a big the day was a big day for the NBA, so they they gonna get they go to do the first. This was actually the first time they were supposed to miss a check, and they extended it another two weeks. Uh, so kudos to the NBA and the Players Association. Uh, 
Because like I say, man, this is when guys start missing checks, that's when this thing gonna start getting really, really real. Hey, Kenny and Shaq, thanks for um thanks for hanging with us, man. I know this took a took a good chunk of the afternoon out for you, but what uh, the, hey, what else they what? got to do? Oh, we got a podcast coming out called Six Rings. Yeah, okay, exactly. Six so, Rings, baby. Six, six, six Rings. Y'all ain't invited. It is great <laughs> to see you guys again. It really is. Cause I was I was uh I was doing I was doing Dan Patrick's show this morning and he was asking, What do you miss about these guys? I said, I just miss hanging out. Just I miss I miss Kenny saying, telling the producer at two fifteen in the morning, hey, you got ten more minutes or we're walking out of here. I said, <laughs> I miss I miss all that stuff. And uh and and hopefully we'll all be uh we'll all be able to to see each other face to face again. But shoot, we don't you know, we don't know. We don't hey, know. Kenny, I, hey, Kenny, I love you tapping me on my shoulder. When we show a product, you're like, we got to get one of those. We got to get one. <laughs> what the product get is. I thought Shaq was going to come on here and just it was going to be an infomercial. Like he was just going to have like his kids line up and just bring products behind them. <laughs> Shaq Life is, is premiering tonight on TNT. Make sure you watch it. But It's two episodes, uh, all, isn't it? Yes, two episodes. Make sure to get your general insurance. Make sure to get your icy hot. Make sure to get your Shaq cooking products. There it is. There it is. Chase, Shaq Life. You should have had, had your kid and everybody just walk through just casually with all your products in behind you. The whole show. <laughs> the steam room will continue uh, in just a few moments. Again, Kenny and Shaq, thanks, fellas. We'll talk to right, you guys. guys. All We welcome you back inside the steam room, the podcast cranking again with Charles Barkley, Ernie Johnson, and now joined by uh, the longtime producer of Inside the NBA, the unshaven Tim Kiley. What day is it? I, t- I find myself doing that all the time. It's like, in fact, I missed a conference call last week because I thought it was the conference call was Thursday and I thought all that day that it was Wednesday. Well, the only thing, the only thing you have to be, man, 24 hours in a day is a long damn time and you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but Ernie, on a serious note, how's Mookie? He's, uh, he's hanging in there, TK. I appreciate you asking. You know, he's, um, Mookie is a nickname for Michael, who's 31, and he's got um, muscular dystrophy. And for the last nine years, he's been on a ventilator. And so we're just trying to, uh, you know, make sure that, that we keep him as, as uh, sound as we can. And, um, and it's just, you know, there were a lot of things that go into this and you hear stories from all over the place, but like one of the things, like when I talked to Adam the other day, Adam Silver, he's talking about his wife, Maggie who's pregnant. And so they're kind of, you know, concerned over the next month and a half, you know, will it be okay to take her to a hospital and that kind of thing. And, and with us, like, like Michael has a feeding tube, and it's replaced every six months, and we're like at the five month mark right now. But wow. his his pulmonologist doesn't want us to have to take him back into the hospital to get it replaced. So we actually got our hands on one from his from uh, another one of his doctors that his overnight nurses, if they needed to, could insert that and get it done. So you you kind of make adjustments to to how everything's going. But it's you know it's. Uh, we're we're hanging in. We're making it, man. And I appreciate oh, you asking. You're unbelievable. 
Well, I miss. I, I got to. I miss the studio crew. I oh, mean, yeah. man, you, you know, you, you know, I've been doing this for 19 years, and you get to know all the guys after 19 years, and just not being able. Because I tell people, man, I love going to work, and you see the guys every week and the girls, uh, and you like, man, I've been texting makeup Mickey just every now and then, Anthony and Jason. Uh, Audio Rob, I text him. Kev, uh, you know I, I I can't go in. I can't go without saying underdog and Alex, man. They're my they're my road dogs. You know what I did the other day, Chuckster. I've got this thing that we've been doing for three, going on four weeks now. This like a a journalism school on Twitter Live, and I've been I've been having friends of mine get on and and for an hour, kind of tell the story of how they got in the business, and then take questions from students who are watching. So. I've had Van Pelt on and Steve Levy and Seth Davis and Brian Anderson, James Brown. The other day I did one where I just had like seven members of the studio crew tell the story of how they got into TV. Um, and it was so cool just to hang with them for an hour on, on this format and see everybody again. Um, so I know what you mean. I mean, this, that's, that's the other family that we all have. And it's, uh, and that's why it's great to look at TK down here too, man. You you look like the guy. You look like the guy in the boat, TK from Goodfellas. You know, he said one dog's looking this way, one dog's looking this way. This guy's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> so what you got this week, T? Chuck, there's been a lot of football news since we last talked, and I'd love to get your take on a few headlines. Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. TK. Father time is undefeated, brother. It don't matter how good a shape you want to get into. When you start, like, that's like my last couple of years in the NBA. I knew I sucked as a player. And I said, I'm going to spend this whole summer getting in great shape. And then I figured out two things. Air does not hit back. And when you run up against a 25-year-old, it don't matter how good you feel. When you're 37, 38, and the 25-year-old is looking you right in the eyes, it's time to put your pistol down, brother. <laughs> that's a faster gunslinger in town. Cam Newton has been released by the Carolina Panthers. Jameis Winston has been released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Carolina also did uh, uh, Cam a solid, making him a free agent. You know, they tried to trade him. Instead of trading him, I think it was really smart uh, by by them and for him, like, make him a free agent and go to the team he wants to. But I think you you got to sit down with both guys especially Jameis, because you got to say, Jameis, you're not going to start. And he's going to have to humble himself and says, and, 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 and listen, man, when you've been great your whole life, it's hard to humble yourself. So even, even though Cam is a former MVP, it looks like he's not going to get a starting job. So the one thing you cannot have, you can't have a guy who's been an MVP or a guy who's been the number one pick in the draft like uh, Jameis and says, no, we, we we want you to come in and be a starter. Or, wait, am I a starter or am I a backup? You got to have that conversation beforehand because it's going to be ugly if they both want to be starters. First of all, they both do want to be starters. But right now, they're probably not going to be starters. So, and hey, TK, man, I'm telling you, that's a very interesting conversation to have. I think it'd be great for, honestly, Cam is different because he's been an MVP. But I think it do, might do Jameis some good to come off the bench and take some time and learn. And you know what? People act like the, see one thing I hate about sports today. After one or two years, we say, "Oh, the guy's a bust." 
Jameis Winston's only 25 years old. His stats right now at five years in the league are incredibly similar to two Peyton Manning. But, you know, the Colts, the Colts, you guys remember how Peyton Manning got the hell kicked out in those first few years. TK, same thing with Troy Aikman. He went 1-15 his first year. But unfortunately, in our business, we got all these fools and jackasses on TV every day. You remember like three years ago, Jared Goff, they're like, oh, he's a bust. The next year, the kid gets him to the Super Bowl. They didn't ever came out and said, we apologize. <laughs> when you're on these TV shows, you have to make up stuff or give strong opinions, and it drives me crazy. Like right now, they got this debate going on between who's more important, Belichick or Brady. I'm like, that's the stupidest question <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. They're both uh, Tom Brady's the greatest football player ever. Bill Belichick's the greatest football coach ever. I did find something pretty interesting for both of you guys um, because I talked to somebody who's in the league the other day and he said a lot of what they're doing is just like this right now. They're using Zoom to talk to potential draftees. You know, they're setting up days like this and they're able to put plays on the screen. They're They're able to ask a potential quarterback that they might draft. How would you react in this? What would you call here? What And isn't it, I mean, that's, it's pretty amazing to me that given the restrictions on travel and that kind of thing, that technology has allowed those, that same inter- interview process uh, to proceed these days. Well, these guys are amazing. And I got to say one thing about the NFL, man. Whether you like them or not, and I love the NFL, they are the best in the world at self-promotion. They have these TV shows every day for two hours. We talk about them. They did a really smart thing with the free agency. They're like, we can't do free agency. We got this, this ep- pandemic going on. About They're like, no, nah, people going to talk about us every day because there's nothing else to talk about in sports. So then they had the free agency thing, and every single show talked about free agency every day. Now they're like, well, you can't do the draft. We can't interview these players and blah, blah, blah. The NFL like, no. You guys don't get it. That's why we're King Kong. People have to talk about <laughs> us. We're going to do the draft. And they are, like I say, I take my hats off to them. Even though we got this pan- pandemic going on and things are crazy, the NFL is by far and away the best at dominating. Like, they, they are King Kong. They make us talk about them every single day because there's no other sports going on. They're not canceling anything other than, preseason workouts tk you always come on here and with your with your news nuggets and so so those were a couple of things that we've talked about so far what else is uh what else has grabbed your attention the last bit ernie i wanted to first give a shout out to you for the interviews you're doing with adam and other guests and all that stuff so i have a nominee for you you guys know who myron roll uh, is yeah he played at florida state he was a he was a road scholar he played cornerback and he's he's a neurosurgeon now right Right, exactly. he's a neurosurgeon, Ernie, and he has given up neurosurgery to, to just join in the battle. He's at Mass General, and he's he said, you know, it's like a football player. They ask you to do whatever job you have to do, so he's put aside his neurosurgery stuff and is working strictly on the COVID nineteen virus. No, it, TK, that's it's such a cool story, and it's and again, it just shines a light on on the sacrifice that so many people have made and uh, their willingness uh, 
to step into a situation that has so much uncertainty. I, you know, I used to say, um, going back years and years and years and years to the early 2000s, when I, you know, when I had uh, chemotherapy, I had six rounds of chemotherapy. And over those months, I would, you know, you'd walk in and you'd see the same faces of the people in that, um, who, who were staffing that infusion center. And I always thought, what must it be like when this is your chosen profession, when you know that every morning when you go into work, you're going to see people with cancer, some getting better, some getting worse, some aren't there anymore. And to, to have that um, fortitude to go into that every day, and that's what you do, and you encourage people and you help people through it. I said, it's not unlike what you're seeing now with all these healthcare workers who are going in, but when they go in, they're saying, I hope I don't walk out with what I'm treating here. I mean, that is, that is an amazing, an amazing thing to be able to do is to, you know, kiss your husband or kiss your wife. Goodbye. Kiss your kids. Goodbye in the morning and go do that. And, and then you're, and then you're coming home and hoping that you're not on the other end of that as as being somebody who needs to be treated it's it's a remarkable thing to see i well i hope you get him on because i think he'd be a tremendous guest but charles on your end i real happy for you man you're looking good thank you brother i feel good man you can't sit around man you got to get up and move around i'm working out i'm actually in fairness i'm practicing golf and i've actually played a couple times so the golf course is still open out of here but I made a conscious that I'm not just going to sit around and do nothing. But the, those two things, the, the Diet Cokes and the alcohol, were really huge for me. Well, join join the social media. Nobody cares what I think, but they do care about what you think, as Ernie said. And so you can use that for the causes that Ernie was talking about. And, uh, I hope next week, Ernie, if we do another episode, I have a bunch of stupid stories for you. But I figured. Well, how about just shave? That'll make this segment go better. You think? You know, it, no, TK, it's interesting. It let it go, TK. <laughs> let it go, man. I actually had a, I says, I wonder if I should just not shave or anything. And then I said, then you're just going to walk around looking like a damn idiot. Because <laughs> I did. I thought about not shaving at all. And I was like, Chuck, why would you walk around looking like a damn fool? That's just stupid. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm going to shave every day. Forget that. I'm a damn fool. Yeah, we all are. TK, thanks, man. Great talking to you. Thanks, Terry. Good luck with everything. Thanks, Chuck. Stay healthy. All right, brother. Be safe. We'll see you again next week. So, Chuckster, we're um, that's kind of it. We're going to wrap this up. We're not. We don't have. We don't have the uh, the, the telephone calls. The the uh, the answering machine this week. But I do want to pass on the number to everybody. Four zero four nine eight seven zero three three zero. 404-987-0330. We'll pick that back up again next week when we uh, when we come back at you with another steam room. What do you want to leave the folks with, Chuckster, as we sign off? Just, I want to reiterate my respect for the first responders, all the docs and nurses out there in the real fight. You guys are amazing. Can't thank you enough. But also... Something I said earlier, we get beat over the head so much with negativity. 
Uh, that, that's the way the media works. It's a negative force. Uh, and I'm part of the media. But, you know, nobody clicks on to great stories like they should. They click on to what's, what's, uh, what's ne- negative. But, man, we got so many amazing people out there. I, I, I've been watching these videos of moms and dads trying to dance. Not dancing, trying to dance. <laughs> but you know what? It's mm. been really cool watching that. You know, I see yeah. I see all the people who've been driving, like a kid in the neighborhood who was having a birthday, and all the parents drive by holding signs, social distance. I mean, man, it, it just it just warms your heart. And do something else for me. Really, try to go out and eat, pick up food a couple nights a week. One thing I've been trying to do consistently is eat out a couple nights a week because, like, these restaurants, they're struggling. They're going to continue to struggle. I'm making a conscious effort at least two nights, hopefully three nights a week. Just go by and pick up some food, man, because those are people, those people hurting right now. They're going to be hurting when this economy comes back uh, because people are not going to have the money to go out and eat. If you can go out and eat at least one night a week, pick up some food for your family, please do that. That's a that's a great thing to say, and I, yeah, we, there are some restaurants certainly around around our place where yeah, you could call them and and they will take it out to the curb for you. But they but they're they're preparing great dinners and still want to do what they're doing. And uh, at the same time, um, I would also say it can have a ripple effect. You know, I got a, I've got a buddy here who runs a restaurant, and Cheryl and I were talking to him the other day and saying, "What can we do? Can we?" how can we help you maybe help the hospital? You know, maybe they want to feed hospital workers and we can kind of get that started. So there are a lot of different ways. So uh, I encourage you to to think outside the box a little bit, say, and, and basically wake up in the morning saying, how can I make somebody's day better? How can I make somebody's day a little easier? And um, And, you know, just we're all trying to get through this time and some a lot more than others. So for those who are really hurting, let's think of ways that we can, that we can, you know, help them get through a day. Um, and let me shout out my wife, Cheryl Ann too, again, Chuckster, because, you know, she's made a bunch of, she's made a bunch of uh, masks. That's sweet. She's awesome, man. She's made at least 200 to, for the hospital here in Braselton because uh, she sews so well and does a lot of stuff for the grandkids. But, you know, she's like, He's like all of us. We're all looking for a way to help. And, uh, and I married a world changer in her, so she's the best. So there you go. That's, that's my tribute to Cheryl Ann, who you know so well. I love you guys. Y'all be safe. A shout out to my TNT family. I love y'all and I miss y'all. And we'll see you guys next week on another edition of The Steam Room. Hit that music for me.